welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're going to be talking about season one, episode eight of The Protector, and it was absolutely insane. So I'm very excited to discuss it with you guys, mostly because that means we can watch the next episode because I'm really concerned about what's going to happen. <laughs> Today we're recording in the morning, so I'm drinking an iced coffee. What about you guys? Any tea in the house? Sorry to disappoint. I'm having coffee as well <laughs> in my mon- monochrome mug that has an S on it. <laughs> we, I mean, for our listeners, Sophia tried to show, point the camera at that and absolutely <laughs> just, just did not work. We have no idea. <laughs> we have as much idea as you do of what this mug looks like. And it's not Can monochrome. You see it it's like polychrome. There's so many colors on that. No, what, what's colors. it called when you have the, the your 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 letter, your initial. Oh, monogram. Oh, monogram. That's what it is. Sorry. <laughs> like, there's so many chromes there. I don't know what monochrome. Gotcha. Sorry. Other than Sorry. being a smart ass right now, I'm drinking sour cherry juice <laughs> and not tea. Oh. Yeah. How do you so- get sour cherry juice in the States? I'm jealous. Well, I will plug it here in North Carolina. We have a market, a Turkish market called Turquoise, uh, Turkish for turquoise which I think is a word that comes from Turkish, fun fact, in Kerry. And uh, you can go there for all of your Turkish goody needs. So I get my sour cherry juice from there. That's awesome. I'm jealous, yeah. I don't think they have that here, for sure. (laughs) But you guys have Lulo juice, so you're winning. True, true. Okay, so Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode. Great. So I apologize in advance. This was a very eventful episode, so the recap (laughs) might be a little longer than usual. So we we pick up where we left off last episode. So they stole the dagger, and we see Hakan kind of like, I use the word playing. I don't know what's the real word. He's just like moving the dagger in the air and like doing shapes with the dagger, whatever that is. I'm pretty sure um, that's what he was doing, yeah. <laughs> the dagger making shapes. <laughs> or like play acting, like stabbing someone with the dagger, I guess. And then we cut to Mazar, who's watching TV. And they show Kemal doing like his thing with the gun and like pretending that he's going to kill himself. Then we cut to the pharmacy where a bunch of police officers are coming in. And I mean, they immediately associated Kemal with his pharmacy and then they go and search it and basically trying to find any evidence of like if he had anything to do with the with the stealing of the dagger and we see Zainab and Hakan like hiding behind the bathroom wall which is we know the entryway to the cistern and they're like oh my god what are we gonna do so Hakan really wants to get out and go help Kemal but Zainab is like we have to be careful because the police are there they're looking for us um, well, they don't know if they're looking for them specifically, but if they see them leave the pharmacy or anything like that, they're obviously going to be very suspicious. And so then we see Mazar receive an envelope from someone and he opens it and there's a bunch of pictures of Hakan. When then we find out that there's also pictures of him with Kemal. So Mazar immediately says like, you know, Hakan is definitely involved in, in this crime. And so then uh, Hakan says he has a plan like with respect to how to get Kemal out of jail but we don't know they they cut out like it's it's cutting in and out a lot and, and leaving us like in suspense with each character so then Mazar has these photos of of Hakan and Kemal and takes them to Faisal and says you know look at this guy like he's obviously involved 
you should be suspicious, like kind of trying to tattletale on him, uh, which backfires because Faisal says like, remember a few years ago, there was a crime and you were the obvious suspect. And I didn't believe what was the obvious uh, explanation. And I believed you and I employed you. So I don't think you should be doing this to Hakan. You shouldn't be trying to find something to blame. And so he, Mazar gets super upset and says, you know, I don't want to work with this guy anymore. He's everywhere. Uh, I, I really, I just don't want to work with him anymore. And, and Faisal says, you know, if you don't want to work with him, then leave because uh, I'm not going to get rid of him, basically. And so he says, like, you should just go and work in, this, in the shipyard and then we don't have anything to do. And he also tells him that Hakan spoke to this journalist, Yesen, who was, you know, kind of stopped taking his pills last episode, also attacked Faisal a couple of episodes ago. So he's a pretty unstable person. And Faisal says, like, it seems like that called his attention, but he says, who told you that information? And he says, oh, Hakan. And he's like, well, Faisal, that's what I intuit is his reaction. Like, well, if he told you, he clearly wasn't going to talk to him. Like, he clearly puts us before before that journalist. And so Mazar leaves extremely angry, looks at the camera very angrily. And then we turn to our journalist, Yasin, who was mentioned previously. His boss calls him and says, like, what are you doing? Why are you kind of trying to find information about Fazal? This is not a very good idea. Why did you have to do that? And he says, you know, if, if Faisal is getting this upset, it means I'm definitely onto something. And he says, well, he called our boss and you're fired. Your things will be sent to your house. And um, we, we don't want anything like you're off this case. And he says, but come on, like the two of you, two of us can work together. He also asks if he's taking his pills. Um, his boss asks him if he's taking his pills to which uh, he says that's not of his business, but they apparently have a very close relationship because the boss says like, you're, you're like my son. But basically, Yasin has no luck with his boss. And his boss says, like, I'm sorry. And you've been blackmailed from journalism. So good luck trying to find a job anywhere else. Blacklisted. Blacklisted, sorry. What did I say? Blackmailed. Which I <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. My brain. And then we cut back to Jaylan at the police station. And she's being very Jaylan, very loud, telling her personal story about her making some kind of ceramic trinkets and then getting them getting broken by this crazy man who was outside the museum and how she lost like her money and her livelihood and it seems like she has a close relationship with the officer because she knows his name and everything and then we see her like I mean they bring out Kemal and she goes lunges towards him and starts saying like I know it was you it's your fault like you're the worst blah blah she like starts pushing him and stuff but then she like kind of like hugs him and he gets to whisper something in her ear or like, it seems like some sort of communication happened. And so then we pan to Zainab and Hakan who are waiting for Jaylan outside the police station. And they're having this awkward conversation, which of course it's TV. So they have to have this conversation about what happened and their kiss. And well, this conversation, sorry, I, I forgot to mention it also almost happens at the beginning of the episode when they're in the cistern and Zainab says like, we need to talk about what happened and Hakan just plays dumb. Here he tries to play dumb again, but like, we don't know what's going to happen. Basically, they're just, I guess, setting it up for more love triangle complications along the way. <laughs> so then Jalen comes out and says, I talked to Kemal. He gave me a message. He says, Hakan needs to stay away from this situation because he's too important to get involved in this police business and stuff. 
and so like Hakan, get away from here. And so Zainab says, yeah, and you should go to work because if like Mazar is the immortal or whatever, like we don't want him to be suspicious because they know the dagger has been stolen. So they know that we're moving and doing stuff. So just go to work. And Hakan asks her what she's going to do. And she says, she's just going to figure it out. So Hakan goes to work and we're left with a Zainab and Jaylan. And so basically what happens is that Jaylan tells Zainab, like, I think I know someone who can help. And she takes her to Timur, who we were introduced to the previous episode. And we kind of have a replay of what happened. Well, also Jaylan says she can't be there because she owes him money. Like she owes money to literally everyone in the city, um, <laughs> as Zainab mentions. So Zainab goes in, we see the same hallway, the same bouncers. She beats the shit out of the bouncers. And just like her dad did, she like pins them to the ground and overpowers them. And then, of course, Timur walks in and says, oh, you're Kemal's daughter, right? And she's like, yeah, how did you know? And so we get a little bit more of a view of this club that Timur owns. It seems maybe I'm like reading too much into it, but it seems some sort of like really shady bar with very few people in it. Also really strange. And so she, she asked Timur for help. She tells him what happened and he says, okay, fine. I just need one favor in return because I'm not going to do this just for free. So then we, we pan to them again. We see them outside the police station and Timur says to Zainab, like, you need to stay away. We'll meet again in the cistern with your dad and we'll figure this out and, and make sure to keep your, your end of the deal. So then Timur like somehow very easily manages to get Kemal out of the of jail and Zainab obviously can't resist and she like hugs him and says, dad, I've missed you so much, blah, all this stuff um, is very happy to be reunited with him, which is also like kind of a range of emotions that we haven't seen that much from her. And he says, okay, remember my end of the deal. And she says, yeah, yeah, we're going to the cistern and, and you'll see him there because what he wanted was to meet the protector. And Kemal is really concerned about this and says, you should have asked me first. I don't know if this is a very good idea. But they end up going to the cistern and, and Hakan is there and, and they have a very short and, and brief encounter because Kemal dismisses Timur and says like, okay, you've met now, bye. So that was a bit of the of the chronological retelling of that order of that story because then before we, we see them go to the cistern, we have Leila who's very sad and she walks by Mazar in the hallway and he grabs her by the arm and says... Hakan will get you in trouble like don't don't be with him and if you don't believe me go and check out some pictures that are on Mr. Faisal's desk it's clear to the viewer that she's kind of intrigued by by this so she goes into his office to Faisal's office looking for him or pretending to be looking for him sees the pictures picks the pictures up starts looking through them it's kind of confused and then we see Faisal walk in and be like hey why are you looking at those pictures what's up Basically, he says, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be soft on you this time. Like, this is the only time that this can happen. But you need to learn from your own mistakes. Like, don't let anyone tell you how you need to live your relationship, etc. And, and he tells her, like, he kind of defends uh, Hakan and says, you know, love makes you do dumb stuff. So don't, don't worry. Like, try to, try to figure it out. And so then Hakan arrives at his office as Zainab had instructed him to do. And there's this like man who's doing the cleaning. He has a cleaning cart and everything. 
but Hakan kind of is kind of suspicious. And then we see this cleaning guy is Yasin. He takes out a gun and runs to threaten Faisal in his office. And he corners Faisal and Leila in the office. Uh, he's like pointing the gun and saying, Faisal, you need to tell me the truth about everything that's happened. I know you're a liar. I know you're a terrible person. Like I know you have shady secrets, so you need to tell them to me right now. Uh, and he's pointing the gun and then Hakan like chases behind him, manages to get into the office with a gun. He's not seeing him. Yasin doesn't see Hakan at first because he's behind him. And then Hakan tries to negotiate with him, says, you know, we can talk this out. It's fine. But he clearly is not relenting. So Hakan lets go of his gun. They try to like figure something out. But then Leila, they're talking something about a pen. And Leila sees a pen on the table and stabs Yasin with the pen, who then like slaps her or like hits her. And then Hakan is able to grab this guy, pin him to the ground. And, and basically, we see later the police come in and they kind of question them and, and ask them what happened. Um, they question Hakan first. And then as Hakan gets up, Leila, they're, they're going to question Leila. He says, I've, I'm happy you're okay. And she says, you know, I really want to talk to you because she obviously wants to talk about how she, he stood her up the previous night. And then he goes and talks to, to Faisal, who's putting up his, his painting back on the wall again. And, and he tells her, like, you really shouldn't hurt people that you love, obviously talking about Leila and, and telling him that he needs to be basically better for her. And, and then in the middle of that conversation, he gets a call from Zainab saying, I have my dad. You can come to the sister, come to the sister and immediately and meet us. And so... Basically, like we, we come to the same scenario, which has happened in so many episodes before, where he's in the midst of some sort of interaction with the other party, and he gets a call from the other party and has to decide who he's going to go and deal with at the moment. And he decides to go and, and be with Zainab. And so he doesn't talk to Leila, which we know is going to be like an issue because Leila was really, I mean, it's the second time he does something shitty to her so she's obviously maybe not going to be as willing to to forgive him then the sister scene happens where where they have this interaction and Hakan is really worried because he needs to find a way to apologize to Leila after everything and Zainab helps him and like very reluctantly says oh you should go and see her instead of calling her you should get her a gift like go and, and try to talk to her then we cut to Faisal on his balcony with Mazar and Faisal is saying you know how could this happen? How could I almost get killed in my own office? I thought you were my security chief. Like clearly the people you trained are really bad because the only person that did anything was Hakan. So I don't, I don't trust you. And basically Mazar is trying to defend himself and, and saying that, you know, he, he's a good guy. He like, he, he tr like did his best and, and he, that, that happened because he wasn't in the building. He was in the shipyard and and Faisal says, like, this is unacceptable. I'm going to downgrade you and Hakan's going to be my new security chief. So you can deal with that. And Mazar gets super, super upset because initially he thinks he's going to be fired. And he says how he asks how that could happen because Faisal apparently somehow at some point promised him that he would always have a job in the holding. And Faisal says, like, like no, you, you're going to have a job in the holding, but you're going to be lord in the organizational structure, which he's very upset about because he's, and then there was a little part I missed, which is that when Timur le leaves, Kemal escorts him out of the pharmacy and they have this conversation 
which I thought was, a, I got a bit confused by, maybe Simon as Guy can clarify a bit. So apparently Timur was in charge of taking care of, of Hakan's uh, older twin siblings who got killed and he failed at that. So he's some sort of, I, mean, I, wouldn't, I don't know if pariah, but he's not like a, a loyal one that has been, like that's in, a, in good standing. Um, and Timur brings up a woman named Derya who apparently Kemal did something or like they have some sort of relationship and she's a fallen loyal one. So she's mm -hmm. um, definitely not in good standing. And Timur says, you know, you need to go talk to her because she has a bunch of information about stuff that you're needing right now. Um, and he gives her, he gives Kemal his, like this woman's card, but it wasn't exactly clear to me what had happened between Kemal and Derya and why it's kind of an issue of some sort. And so after this whole Faisal and Mazar scene, we have this interspersed cuts of all of the, of some of the main characters being really sad and crying, listening to the sad song about being lost, which the subtitles very kindly translated <laughs> as well. So it's like a common theme. They all have the, the one tear. I think it's on the same side of the cheek. I might be wrong. <laughs> yeah, yo, I have this exact same list, but like considerably more of my opining on top of it and like being nasty and unforgiving of the characters, but I'll share that later. <laughs> and so Mazar asks Layla for help in the middle of this crying montage of everyone. And they like do all the things so they make us think that it's him knocking on on Leila's door but then she opens the door and it's Hakan with the cactus um and they I, like he kind of says like please like take me back like this was a mistake like I I really wanted to be here with you but I had some really important stuff um and I and I couldn't be here with you but forgive me and, and she says but explain to me like where were you why weren't you here and he says I really can't tell you um, at which point I think he should have just made up any excuse about like Zaina being in the hospital, like whatever, how is she going to find out anyway? So she like kicks him out of her house and he says, I'm going to stay outside the door until you let me in. At which point he's just sitting there and from the back, Mazar comes in with a piece of cloth with chloroform on it, like knocks him out, drags him out. Also terrible security because they're not doing anything about their chief of security of the building where everything happens. <laughs> taking some unconscious man, another employee, like dragging him on the ground, whatever, like unexpected. Then the cactus is left on the ground. Layla has to like do something about some contracts. So she runs out of the apartment to go and take the contract somewhere. She doesn't even notice the fallen cactus um, with its soil all <laughs> spurs on the ground. Um, Poor sad fallen cactus. <laughs> basically, we pan to Hakan tied up with Mazar asking him where the dagger is and saying that, you know, he ruined his relationship with Faisal Bey and he also killed Amir. Sorry, Sammy, to say that. I have some um, thoughts. So when, when, when Mazar says that Hakan gets super upset, starts like screaming like a crazy person, struggling like as he's tied in the chair, Mazar like pushes him down against a, a glass table, which breaks, and Hakan is like left on the ground with a bunch of glass everywhere. At which point, Leila hears a noise because she's somewhere around in the same corridor, and Hakan is able to grab a piece of glass and like free himself and stab uh, Mazar in the neck, which is very graphic. 
Um, there's blood literally spouting out of his neck. <laughs> but he seems to be okay, which is weird. And then we hear, obviously, the echo of, of I think it's Kimon's voice saying, you know, the immortal can only be killed with the dagger. But then Mazard like collapses to the ground. So we find out that he probably is not the immortal. At which point <laughs> Layla walks in. <laughs> Layla walks in and Hakan's like trembling, super upset about what he just did. And that's the end of the episode. So with that, <laughs> we're going to move straight into the banter portion because we have a lot to talk about. Do it, Isgi. You seem to have a lot of comments about it. No, about not, not. I don't know. If we're going in order, I don't at the beginning. It's really like the crying and the cactus. Well, I think we should go in reverse order because all the really exciting things happened at the end. Of that, uh, okay. so. But also, I, I do want to like try to make sense of, of those weird interactions between Zeynep and Hakan where they're like, oh, we should we should talk about the kiss oh we shouldn't oh we should like it's it's yeah that was. i really think it's very awkward because zeynep was like we have to talk about the kiss when she definitely would have been more concerned about getting her dad out of jail yeah <laughs> and then and then she just gives hakan like romantic advice after so, deciding and she like the most obvious romantic advice like duh <laughs> like don't do it over the phone <laughs> like be a human being and show up at someone's house with something that's like a general rule of like not a cactus behavior. though according yeah, to cactus. yeah that's stupid <laughs> shit. i have thoughts about that but <laughs> but yeah but she has her cactus garden because she doesn't yeah, kill the cacti i mean like y'all are having a major fight like your first yeah. major fight in your relationship also you've been like pretty shady to her yeah in and out, not providing uh good excuses and then no yeah, you're gonna come up, with, and it's like the tiniest little cactus ever. Like <laughs> that, like, it's a, like a cactus bouquet, or at least right. the damn flower on top of it. Exactly. Of course, she's not gonna notice it in the hallway. I wouldn't notice it. Like, I mean, I would probably step on if it was right in front of me. <laughs> but also, I have a I have a question because previously Hakan always puts Leila before Zeynep. Like in in the previous episodes, mm-hmm. there's been very few cases where he's put Zeynep first so do you think it's the kiss that made that happen or do you think he's just like realizing that they're very close to getting the immortal or he really cares about Kimat? like it's just confusing to me as well yeah i don't know i definitely don't think he cares about zeynep as much as he cares about Layla in a romantic sense but it does seem like he's taking the protector job a little bit more seriously mm. Makes sense. Especially since right now, well, before obviously he stabbed and killed Mazar, he, I think he, <laughs> they all thought they were very close to closing this thing out. Yeah. Right. So, you know, he's, it makes sense that he's prioritizing. He has the dagger. He thinks he knows who the, his ultimate enemy is. And at that moment he had an opportunity, but yeah, surprise, not him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really loved when Zeynep went to go meet Timur and she kicked the stupid security <laughs> guy's asses the same exact and, way that Kimal did. That was awesome. 
And how about the the guy who was like restoring or painting over the wood panel? Yeah. And the was just like staring, and, like <laughs> just very <laughs> watching and enjoying. Yeah, <laughs> those bouncers are probably so mean to him, and they got their asses. Yeah, too. he's like, "This is the best day of work I've ever had." <laughs> I'm so but glad I got put on entrance duty. <laughs> what's up with Timur's shady bar? Like, it seems like like there's a young woman and a man, like. I don't know. I just made some assumptions about that, but maybe. I feel like <laughs> a me. bar like that is in every single Turkish TV series, like some grimy ass bar in. Well, Paul I also, Eolo. guys, I think it's just like 10 a.m. Yeah, also. And, that. Yeah, yeah. Also, so, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't understand your like, like summary comment, Sophia, about like there's no one there. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's uh, the same time we're filming this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think know. he could be I, forgiven for his empty bar at 10 in the morning. But I, I just, also think it's meant to be like a not super nice bar, but yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I got a feeling, well, this is my assumption about Timur. I feel like he's a pimp, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, there's a I high chance that I'm wrong. Uh, no, I could <laughs> give you a spoiler alert and say there's no <laughs> prostitution subplot at any point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's that was all of that was my roundabout way of trying to say that that's what I thought that bar was, but I don't know. I feel like it's not. <laughs> well, certainly it's, it's unnecessary it been, for the podcast. Would have been scandalized if you hadn't, uh, you know, mm. used such coded language. So I'm glad you, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't upfront about what you thought. <laughs> I know we said that the the journalist Yasin's boss is like he's. I mean, later that guy reveals that he sees Yasin as his son or whatever. For me, that felt Bullshit. like he was backpedaling and like the screenwriter was backpedaling <laughs> in that comment because literally an employer asked his employee if he was on his meds. Like, never has anything more inappropriate been asked other than Faisal Every being time like, Faisal you talks to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But really just a lack of understanding of any kind of boundaries. I yeah. worry about these screenwriters' like corporate work experience. Like, yeah. they definitely have really <laughs> traumatic experiences <laughs> when they were in turns and then they're writing these things to try to heal themselves but it's not working yeah it's just making yeah, us but... uncomfortable <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, i loved I mean... when he was like oh yes yasin i see you as my son and you're fired <laughs> don't come to the office i'll ship you your crap. yeah your, your things will be shipped to you yeah. <laughs> that was great that was next level your item your your desk items will be shipped to you like yeah yeah that's they really hate you that Ouch. happened in my office, though. This really? one lady got fired, and she, like, I don't know, I guess she was upset, as one would be, and her shit was on her desk for, like, two months. Oh, and my God. And then someone from HR was like, I guess I'll ship it to her. Oh, okay. So it's not like, don't come in because we hate you. It's like, she's like, I hate you. I'm not coming in. I mean, maybe, sure, but it was really awkward. Yeah. Her sweater oh, was, like, wow. over the back of her chair <gasps> for, like, months. Oh, yikes. Wow, that is quite awkward. I also just, I mean, Yasin, the character is just so one-dimensional to me, yeah, and, like, so poorly developed, like, he's got some kind of mental illness, which, I don't know, I guess they just use that as an excuse for any kind Mm -hmm. of wild behavior he exhibits, which is definitely what I would classify his showing up with a gun at the (laughs) Faisal as, gets past all the security, which, I mean, Faisal is also incredulous at, and then yeah just holds him at gunpoint 
for ruining his like okay i get you're pissed but also does faisal really control the entire media environment period like is there not a yeah. single little blog or something he could that start a blog yeah. he could start a podcast exactly look at us uh, so <laughs> so i yeah i i thought that was a little bit the whole subplot was a little bit ridiculous um yeah and also a disservice to anyone who has any kind of mental illness <laughs> also true yeah yeah um, yeah but i don't know I, I guess the whole not taking your pill like there are some mental illnesses where when people are like going into certain cycles they stop taking their meds so i guess for me that's kind of in character and the I don't know I'm assuming if he's bipolar and like he's like in the midst of a manic episode I guess the behavior does in a certain way make sense because like he feels like he's right about what Faisal did and wants to confront him about it I I do agree that the gun thing is absurd and as we mentioned in the previous episode it's not easy to get a gun in Turkey so I wonder how so, he came yeah, so upon people just have guns when it's convenient yeah. <laughs> in the show also, I want to talk about Hakan's performance during this hostage situation because that was so ridiculous. He was so bad. <laughs> I know that he has no skills whatsoever, but like, just fucking shoot the guy when you're hidden. I don't understand. You practice with the brick. You got the brick right, down. Right. The just brick, like fucking the brick shoot him nothing. in the Come knee on. or something. <laughs> don't walk up to him with the gun and be like, oh yeah, you're right. I'll put it down. What the fuck? No, but he probably didn't want to shoot the gun is what I, because he, he's a bad shot and Layla and Faisal are like right there. That's, that's what I think. I was proud of defense. Layla for like really kicking ass in that situation and stabbing yes. him in the back with some sort of I really of, like, liked her outfit too. <laughs> well, that's always good too. <laughs> I, it's, it's different because she was wearing way darker shades in the previous episodes. Like, I think this is the first time she wears like pink. No? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. You're clearly the fashion police here. <laughs> the three of us. Well, most people just wear, like, Mazar just wears a black suit with a black shirt. <laughs> Faisal always wears the same thing. <laughs> And Hakan is the, he always wears the same jacket. Also, I don't know if y'all caught this, but Yasin, during his meltdown with the gun, said that the pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah. So he like, has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's what I, I said in the recap. He says something like that, and that's when Leila sees the pen and stabs him. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so it's a very complicated calculus of what is mightier than what. Is it the pen on the sword, <laughs> gun on the pen, or ultimately the pen? Ultimately. Oh my god, that's such a funny thing. I, I hadn't thought about it that way. Like, I did hear, well, I did read that subtitle that said that and then the stabbing, um, but I didn't connect it to the gun. So it, the, Tur the Turkish translation of that, I guess, idiom? That's the right word for a phrase like that, right? Idiom? I think so. Um, I, I realize more and more as more time passes, I just didn't learn grammar in, in grade school and I don't know what things are called, so <laughs> apologies. Anyway, the, the, the translation of the pen, is, the pen is mightier than the sword idiom in Turkish is something like the pen cuts deeper than a sword. So there's oh, a wow. stabbing. Um, oh, you, it's even more literal. Yeah, it's very I literal. It. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, really so... Cool. 
yeah, I really, I hope this is our last, like, Ako Taco, Zeynep Pakan kiss conversation, like, ever. Uh, Probably not. Probably not. Pro- for sure not. Because In fact, I know not. I don't know why I'm back together. I'm watching this for the first time, but every time I hope it's over. But yeah, so the cactus, I already said, big problems with it. I would have, like, gone for, like, a, yeah, cactus with a flower would have been a nice upgrade. Yeah. Or yeah. just, like, flowers. Yeah. Or, like... Any kind of th- anything that's edible is great. I, just, I mean, his yeah. whole apology was subpar because he yes. basically was like, "Well, I'm sorry, but I care about you, so uh, take me back. We could, yeah, help. we could. Yeah, but I love you, so you up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh was, my god, it was the in-person equivalent of you up. <laughs> 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 the crying sad song getting lost song that you mentioned sophia so that I, I, that song's like on my playlist like in general i really like that song um, i did shazam it i yeah, liked it yeah but my list you had a very nice um more accurate <laughs> list of like what was going on i got, i have my own take on what was going on so i wrote i have like bullet points i was writing in real time Leila has only sex flashbacks, which I think is true. I don't think there was like a single flashback of them like being tender or kind to each other. It was like and, animal sex. And of him like overpowering her. They're yeah. all of him overpowering her, aren't they? Yeah. Like on, up which on a counter, weird. up on a desk, just like yeah. throwing her on a bed. Zaynep seems to just be stroking a bed. I'm not really clear what she's doing. Or- I think it's Hak- I think it's Hakan's bed. Oh, that's I thought what, it was like I thought I it was like the hospital bed in the cistern, but that also might be where that he's is living. Hakan's bed. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> where his father died. He literally died. lives there, doesn't he? That's the only bed. <laughs> that's the- <laughs> well, where do Zeynep and Kiman live then? Also <laughs> in the hospital bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no. We know that Zeynep boxes all night. Oh, <laughs> she's just over there boxing then. Haka's definitely the big <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Um, yeah, I said Kemai sits in his uh, ransacked pharmacy. I guess I didn't really give him the credit of putting it back together. I just like, wow, he's, <laughs> he's just staring at lazy. And then uh, and then yeah, Faisal being a weirdo with like Yeah, that's very years. strange. But that gave me like Tiger King flashbacks. She was like playing with some sort of animal, wasn't she? I don't, I don't remember. It was. It, they didn't really show her like face. I mean, you could tell it was a woman, Man. and you assume it's Ria, but uh, yeah, it wasn't super clear. I think they show her face for like one second. Okay. Yeah. How'd you guys feel, Masaz? Whatever. <laughs> the old <laughs> drug and drag. <laughs> he's not gonna die for sure. You're gonna. He's not gonna die. That's what you think. Although in the show, everyone dies off screen. He's dead, dude. He's hella dead. <laughs> He's oh my God. dead. Did you see his blood so, spurting? <laughs> Sophia's like too invested in the him being an immortal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, how are they going to explain his death is also the other thing. Like, What do you mean? How are they going to? Because he, he died. No, like how is Hakan going to be uh, like, oh yeah, I killed him. Like, yeah, that's I gonna, mean, that's yeah, why we need to watch the next episode. Know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had, a, I guess, a little problem with this, because if Hakan is wearing the shirt, which I assume he is, yeah, and he's impervious, but he can still be chloroformed, does that mean he could, like, inhale <laughs> a poison gas and die? Oh, that's a good point. Like, that's a that very good point. Like, that shouldn't have had any effect yeah. on him. Or maybe only yeah, his outside true. is protected and his inside is not? 
could he be poisoned? Well, that's a very good question. Plot hole. Thoughts. Yeah. Plot hole for sure. Because I also he, felt he, oh, sorry. He, he, he didn't get like bloody or anything from the glass, right? When he mm-hmm. fell back? No, I don't think so. Okay, so yeah, he was wearing the shirt. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's I don't a great question. How the magic works. <laughs> but also, I, I got a feeling, and this might just be me, that they're like setting up Layla to become a villain for a while. Really? Why? Because yeah. she like saw him you know, blackmail him or something, or what? Well, because she's getting like more angry and like more hateful of Hakan, so I feel mm-hmm. like, and well, obviously this was before Mazar was killed that I was thinking this, um, that she was probably going to work with him against Hakan. Like that's that was the feeling I was getting, but obviously now Mazar is gone, so she probably is not going to have the persuasion to actively like try to do bad stuff to to Hakan. But I just got that feeling. I mean, I think I think she's still into Hakan. I don't think she's like turned against him yet, although his performance the past couple of days have been terrible. I did appreciate that we finally saw her in normal clothes. That was the <laughs> first time she was wearing anything that looked like a normal human would wear. So I really liked that, her in PJs. Although I, it was like kind of sad that she was brought to her PJs because of being sad about Hakan. <laughs> cool. She should love her PJs. <laughs> Hashtag love her PJs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I feel like Mazar's storyline can't be over. I don't know. All right. Sophia, he had <laughs> burning from his neck. That was a pool no, of blood. <laughs> I, be- I believe you, but I, that was just so out of what I was expecting, I guess. <laughs> just for reference, everyone's reference, Sophie doesn't believe anything. Like, <laughs> before we started recording, we had a little <laughs> spat about whether or not cacti are succulents. And I, don't think, I still don't think she believes that they are succulents. No, I do. Know. I do. Right, I do okay. believe that. I, just, <laughs> I think my doubt remains more with the Twitter peeding as a word rather than <laughs> cacti are succulents. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry. I, I guess I'm very incredulous um, as Esgi points out. Skeptical I, I guess I'm just in shock. I'm just in shock. I... The goddess of wisdom does not believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and we haven't talked about and I really want to hear your thoughts on what was that interaction between Timur and Kemal? That was yeah. so confusing. Yeah, we have to figure out who the hell this master person is. I don't know if there's a language barrier or I just wasn't paying, in, like I was paying a lot of attention because I paused like eight times to take notes. <laughs> but like, I don't understand what happened. The way I understood it was Kemal thinks Timur is a bad loyal one because he let Hakan's older brother die. And okay. Timur is saying, you're kind of a hypocrite, Kemal, because you're doing a lot of shady shit right now. I guess, like, keeping the protector from the community and stuff like that. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. And then he was also, like, trying to get at him by talking about this person, Daria, that he got excommunicated, which I kind of was like, is Daria maybe Zainab's mom? Whoa. That's a weird thought, but, like, it was, like, you know, maybe there's like some real family tragedy where she didn't 
bad thing and then she was excommunicated and so they told Zainab she was dead. I don't know, but that would be cool. I, th- I thought that same thing. I thought that exact same thing. Great minds. <laughs> and I just literally cannot contribute to this conversation because <laughs> <laughs> anything I say would be a spoiler. But I, oh, no. I, I do uh, want to clarify like so the word I, I, it sounds like they they were calling Daria a fallen loyal one in the subtitles. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, okay. fallen okay. one. Okay, so the Turkish word they were using is more I would say colloquial churuk, which means rotten. So the way I understood it, even you know, aside from this being my third time watching this episode, like even the first time I was watching it, I understood that as like she actively. It wasn't like she didn't do a good job. Like Timur was like, has fallen out of fa- fallen out of favor, but he's not Chudik. He's just fallen out of favor because right. Okay. Right. Um, he did a crappy job at his duty. But Daria actively plotted against the protector. So I I, I understood that. To, I under, I've always understood Chudik to mean like she actively sided with the immortal. So oh shit, he is a degree more sinister than Timur. Um, from yes. you know that discussion so definitely oh, wow. a, definitely a risky person to seek out and try to talk to because she definitely knows I mean if that's true she would know who the immortal is and know more about like their capabilities but um, also can you trust anything she says <laughs> knowing that <laughs> I wanted to bring up yet again Hakan's work ethic Uh, because in this episode he goes to work he gets himself a espresso he stops a hostage situation kind of badly and then he leaves again i think he was at work for a total of like half an hour maybe the dream (laughs) he's just really efficient i guess and now he's going to be the new head of security Well, yeah, well, exactly. Also, no like, one has ever had a more career trajectory. Yeah. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. It's twenty. It's twenty-four hours. But also, I guess, like saliently, he's has saved Faisal twice from certain death. I guess I don't know if certain yeah. death, but from a death threat. Um, I really, actually, for the first time, sympathized with Faisal when he was chewing out Mazar on the rooftop because, like. That's pretty bad. Like, we know this journalist mm. dude is sketchy as fuck, and we shouldn't be letting him in. And yeah, how did they let him bad. in the building? Yeah. That was, so, that was like, real incompetence. Like I agree. Like, getting fired incompetence. I don't know. I guess Faisal is always so weird, but he seemed to be, like, logical and, like, focused, for one. I agree. I hope we do, even though Mazar is definitely dead... I hope we do learn <laughs> more about what, like, this whole, like, contract was between them, the promise yeah. about always yeah. having a job, like, the family murder thing. I want to yeah. learn more about that whole situation. And I want to make sure that all of our listeners caught the latest update on the malaria epidemic. There's no update <laughs> on the malaria epidemic. <laughs> <laughs> Just a reminder that they threw that out there and it's just there. <laughs> maybe it'll reappear in like a future episode, I guess. Yeah, maybe. No. <laughs> Not that I remember. Okay. But, but I, I forgot about the first, like, I forgot that it happened at all. So that doesn't bode well for um, the plot hole getting closed. <laughs> uh, speaking of 
plot holes or maybe just creepiness. We all know that yep. Layla is a vampire who can't leave her office building. Right. So yeah. she, her apartment <laughs> is in the office building, right? Yep. Mazar drugs Hakan, drags him, presumably just like down the hallway into another apartment. Does Mazar Went live to his next apartment. to Layla? I think so. <laughs> yeah, what she like fuck? happens, like this giant, however many story building she, with her like, files and papers like she happens to run by like you said the exact <laughs> so right. literally they're next door neighbors yes yes <laughs> she they're takes the, the elevator doesn't she squad they're all together they're trying to yeah. protect, protect each other it's true <laughs> also she literally almost got shot she's in her pjs she's having a night she's probably had a glass of wine Hakan just did a really shitty apology where he tried to give her a fucking cactus. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would not be going and investigating mysterious noises in the middle of the night no. if I had been almost shot that day. You're like, y'all can die. I'm yeah. going to <laughs> I mean, the fact that she opens that door is like probably the most unbelievable thing about the whole episode to me. That's so true. Because she actively opens the door, right? Because yeah. Muscles obviously yeah. closed it. Oh. Yeah, and, and with what oh, key? Man. <laughs> so many good questions. <laughs> Does but, she have like know, a master key for every apartment building in the, in the building? She lives in all of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if she's a vampire, she can't go in uninvited. That's true. Um, well, according to some vampire lore. Who knows what's <laughs> going on here at this point? How'd you guys like the blood um spurting? Oh god. That was Excellent. fun. It that was, was like, so fake. Was I like think gush, they could have turned gush. it up even more. I like, think so. Can't blood spurt like 20 feet or something like that? Ooh, they could have painted the walls. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, he cut the, if he cut the aorta, which I assume is what they were going for, it would have been much more gory than that, no? <laughs> oh, no. Then Sophia would have believed that he is actually dead. <laughs> yes. She's like, that little side vein? Uh-uh. Gotta go but for the also- jugular. Didn't they also, like, make it, like, he, his face, like, he's so deadpan, like, and then he collapses all of a sudden. It's, I mean, for me, it was like, oh, my God, is he the immortal? Is he not the immortal? Obviously, he wasn't going to be the immortal, like, eight episodes in, but. I mean, I think it was, like, he was, like, in shock, and then in, like, a Steve Irwin-type move, he pulled the glass out, and then he yeah. deaf de- died. Like you made Steve Irwin, rest in peace. Why'd you have to bring him up and make everyone sad? Rest in peace, Steve Irwin. We all love you. Oh my God, that was my favorite show when I was a kid. Good oh. times. Speaking of things that make me incredibly sad, Amir is dead. This episode, Sammy. Speaking of creepiness, speaking of things that make me sad. <laughs> I can't believe that Amir is dead. He was so cute. Yeah, we're gonna have to watch the Ottoman. The Ottoman is so yeah. series. series is so good. But yeah. like, also, wasn't his reaction a bit extreme when he heard that Amir had died? Like, no. obviously. But have they upsetting? Bro, have they actively been looking for him? And I just missed that. I feel like no. Really so scared. no. Kemal was like, "Your job is done here. Go home to." Bozjada uh, or wherever they were. Right. Not Bozjada. Not Bozjada. Not a lot. <laughs> and then um, I guess they just like his parents didn't think he was coming home and Kemal thought he was gone so they didn't look for him. But Got yeah, it. there's okay. a lot of holes okay. in the Loyal One strategy 
that. Yeah, there's like, how can you hope to beat unbeatable enemies if you literally are not in touch with one another and barely yeah. know who's yeah. where? Yeah, I, I also thought it was interesting that Mazar was so paranoid. He thought that Hakan had sent Emir to kill him, like directly or like to follow him. I think he thought, um, yeah, he thought Emir was Yasin, the journalist. So, oh, did he? Yeah. Because uh, remember, because oh. Emir was talking to the rice, the chicken rice vendor. Yeah. And, uh, introduced himself as Yasin Karakaya. Oh, yeah. And then the the vendor was crooked too and he called um someone who we who we found out was Masar. so he was expecting the journalist to show up and snoop around it was Amir, someone was still snooping it was Amir, so probably less well he would assume him to be less dangerous i i would guess than a journalist but so that's why he was killed but i think he would have still i mean even if he got a good look at Amir and figured out he wasn't yes and i think he would have still killed him because that's just how we do. <laughs> I just want to say that everything that happened with Masar and the and his murder and all of that was entirely Dada's fault because she should have just taken that beautiful cactus in no! and, that great, and her great boyfriend. Oh my I'm kidding. God. <laughs> I'm kidding. He sucks. That was a stupid. He present. sucks. <laughs> He's like uh, Vinny in Indian matchmaking. Like, drop that shit right now. <laughs> He's going to ditch you when you invite him to meet your friends, and it's going to be embarrassing as hell. That's right. That's, oof. Poor Nadia. She's I great. I know. She was great. Yeah, I think we're good, though, on the, on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're going to start our little history section and today we are kind of stretching for a subject that was featured in the episode but i think it'll be a fun discussion we're going to talk about turkish coffee or turkish turk coffee for the listeners turk and turkish are both turkish however turkish is the linguistic turkish and then turk is not <laughs> <laughs> so you can get turkish coffee in a lot of places it's pretty much everywhere in Turkey, obviously. It's probably my least favorite Turkish gastronomic um, feature. I really just can't get around the texture of it. It's really a lot of grounds, uh, like coffee grounds in there. And it's very strong, but you can have it with sugar. It can be sweet. <laughs> so it, I can speak, to the, um, this is a little bit off the top of my head, so forgive me if I misstate any facts, but I'm pretty sure this is all right. So preparation of the coffee is is in a, a copper traditionally a copper now all kinds of metals but traditionally a copper small pot called a jezve and actually the the term jezve is used it's kind of become international like it's that's how they refer to it in english now too um like people who, who are familiar with turkish coffee just use the turkish word for the pot <clears throat> and actually when i i used to live in poland and in poland and in the czech republic and all those countries in, in central europe they had in their own languages, like a polified or a Czechified version of the word jesus. So it's very oh, much an international cool. term now. So Turkish coffee originated in the Arabian Peninsula, probably in, in Yemen, in the territory of Yemen. So when it came to Istanbul, they called it Arabic coffee, actually, for a while. And then it spread from the Ottoman Empire to Europe. There are a lot of fun 
myths and stories about how that happened. My favorite is when Suleiman, uh, the Magnificent's army, uh, tried to seize Vienna in the 1500s, I believe. He obviously did not succeed in that, um, but there was a spy, on the, an Ottoman spy for the um, European Christian powers who, you know, helped them. I forget this guy's name, or if he even has a name, this might be just one of those literal, you know, pulled out of someone's ass myths, but it's really fun. <laughs> the spy played an instrumental role in the defeat of the Ottoman army, and uh, the powers in Vienna who wanted to reward him said, what do you want, like, as a reward for your service? And he said, I want to open a coffee shop in Vienna. And that is supposedly how Turkish coffee and coffee culture in general began in Europe. It is accurate, I think, that the first coffee houses were in Vienna and probably did have something to do with coffee beans being left behind, attempted seizure of Vienna. However, yeah, I don't know about all the, the spy and the intrigue. I mean, other stuff I've read are like Ottoman ambassadors in Paris and London throwing big parties and having coffee or having mm. Europeans over and serving them coffee as was customary. But I think it is an objective historical fact that the first coffee houses in general were in Istanbul and then in Western Europe in Vienna. And Vienna still has a very rich coffee culture to this day. Turkish coffee, I would compare its strength to espresso and the, and the portion that you consume to espresso. But it's a very different texture. Like Sammy said, it's super gritty because the grounds are just suspended. They're very, very small. You have to most of the time use a hand grinder. If, you, if you're starting with beans, a uh, machine grinder will only get you so far. You really need to make it like a powder. So a hand grinder gets you kind of all the way. And those little powdery um, bits are mostly floating in the coffee. So you boil it in the jezve on an open flame, ideally, if you have a stove like that. And then you pour it right before it boils over. It needs to start foaming a little bit and then you, you serve it. Um, and usually tiny porcelain cups is the traditional method, although I'm sure there's all kinds of um, vessels now <laughs> that are trendy <laughs> that people use. And then one fun, I'll shut up after this, but one fun thing, other thing with uh, Turkish coffee is, so traditionally in Turkey, when someone, and Sammy's going to have flashbacks to Indian matchmaking now. But, this is uh, <laughs> my favorite tradi Turkish tradition. I think this is so great. So the traditionally, um, whether the marriage is arranged or not, like even if you have a love marriage, um, it's customary for the groom's side, to groom-to-be's side of the family, to come to the bride-to-be's family's home and ask the father of the groom to ask the father of the bride if the two children may be married. And before uh, that speech happens, or yeah, before that official, I guess, proposal from parent to parent happens, uh, the bride is dutifully preparing coffee in the kitchen and brings out, uh, brings everyone, all the guests in her family, uh, their own cups of coffee. And the, the groom-to-be has... Um, rather than sugar, salt in his coffee. And that's meant to test whether upon drinking that hideous concoction, <laughs> is he going to be, you know, is he going to just thank the, the, his fiance, soon to be fiance politely, or is he going to throw a fit and be like, what, what the fuck did you serve me? I hate you. <laughs> Storm off. The latter would mean they're not a good match. Uh, in general, I think every uh, groom to be passes that because that's not really much of a test, but anyway, it's a fun tradition. It's a great tradition. I love that. 
Other things about Turkish coffee, it's used in uh, fortune telling, as we saw, oh, yeah. I think, in the first episode. So it's known as tessiomancy in English, I think, or cafe falla in Twitter Turkish. Huh? Tessiomancy like Twitter. and Twitter painted are basically the same word. So you drink your cup of coffee and then you put it down, you wait for the grounds to dry. And you can, I think different readers do it in a different way, but a lot of the times it's split horizontally and what's it, the bottom half is your past and the top half is your future, or they can split it left and right. And then the left half is the negative predictions and the right half are the positive predictions. Wow. That's, yeah, that's all I read about it, but I have never had it done, but I think it's really cool and uh, would love to see it in action. And also, like, I guess this is kind of a dumb thing, but when you get Turkish coffee, they actually put in the sugar while it's brewing. So you have to order your coffee with how much sugar you want from the beginning. So that's just part of the, the preparation. There's also some that I, I, I literally don't understand how this is done, but several of the, I guess, top Turkish coffee places in Istanbul and throughout Turkey specialize in cook like preparing the coffee over hot sand rather than a flame I mean, there's oh, a flame wow. somewhere but the sand is what gets hot enough to get the, the water and the ground mixture to a boil and i don't i mean wow. get it it's very it seems very intense like how hot does that sand have to that's be crazy yeah that's um, really cool yeah so if we ever want to spin off this podcast into a coffee shop we've got a lot of options wow <laughs> i'm sure yes <laughs> We will have so many customers based on <laughs> our massive <laughs> podcast following. Yeah, and still, still Turkish coffee is like very popular in, in the Middle East. When I went to Egypt, they had Turkish coffee even like at the gas stations, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. But it's like a very commonplace drink. Yep. Yep. And uh, there's another thing with the, uh, the grounds, right? The coffee grounds and the lemon. Oh no, you're not gonna make me tell this story. <laughs> All right. I'll oh talk. no, don't do it. Yeah, Sammy wants me to talk about the horrible diarrhea I had um, um, <laughs> when we were traveling in the Black Sea region of Turkey. We needed to get on the road and you know, wasn't gonna let my poopy self stand the way that we wanted to follow. So our tour guide, Sammy, you asked for this. Uh, our tour I'm guide. Regretting it. <laughs> she's gonna edit all this out, and she's never gonna hear the end of it. I'm gonna like put it into other episodes just to make sure it gets in. Uh, our tour guide was like, okay, I have a, I have a way forward here, and she brought out a giant spoonful of coffee grounds, squeezed like half a lemon oh. worth of juice on it, and then I gulped that sucker down, and I was good, mm. like literally, like flipping a switch. It was so impressive, your willpower to yeah. eat that, because oh, I God. can't even imagine. <laughs> was, that Sammy? was that what you wanted? That is so <laughs> what I wanted. Thank you so oh much. Oh, my God. That. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Right. 
So with that, we're going to move on, I think, to the WTF section. In terms of WTF moments, I think we discussed most of them. You had an organic one during the banter when you were talking about how we handled the hostage situation. Yes. So, like, you <laughs> yes. literally said, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, Haka? You I have need another to go one. to security school. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have one that we haven't talked about. Yeah. Well, we have, but not exactly. Um, one of the times when Zainab's trying to have the conversation and she says, oh, we need to talk about yesterday. Um, he starts listing all the other things that happened the day before. So <laughs> yeah. like, oh, the museum. Oh, uh, the, I don't remember what else he says, but it was the so fact that your dad's stupid. in jail. Oh yeah. It was so dumb. It was like, ah, it's such a teenage thing to do. Like when your parents are like, okay, so tell me what happened. And you're just like saying whatever. So you don't have to say what you did wrong as a kid or whatever. Like, it's just such a childish thing to do. You could have just said, like, really, I feel very uncomfortable. This is not the time to be talking about this. We're outside the police station. Okay, fine. But spewing, like, a bunch of stupid things that are super obvious is not the right way to go about that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no comments from you. I guys. also have a, a really hard time believing that Zainab would give a fuck about that kiss when her dad was in jail. So. Oh, and we, we also haven't talked about how they've never mentioned this. But we like someone said it in passing, but Zainab and Hakan had never have never addressed it, and it's that the protector usually marries a loyal one, mm-hmm. and they've had all this love triangle shit going on, but they have never addressed explicitly. I mean, I'm sure Zainab is thinking about it. I'm sure Hakan is thinking about it. Like, why don't they have a freaking conversation about it? <laughs> Makes me yeah. mad. Yeah, seems like we're good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about everything. Shout out to Jaylon for being the best character again. Still, still, yep. <laughs> Shout out to Sandy for know. being the worst host. Kimon is my favorite character. <laughs> I think. Yeah, me Kimon's too. Such a silver fox. Except on every other show and movie that I've seen him in since The Protector, he's been like incredibly ugly because like, he, like I don't know. He usually plays a villain, and so they like don't make him look good. So he was on. um Arturo, Resurrection Arturo, one of these Ottoman shows, and uh, he played an evil Mongol general or whatever. Oh, and wow. Super, super ugly. <laughs> like blue dreadlocks. I don't even know what was going on. Oh what? <laughs> I don't know what it is with like inappropriate dreadlocks in all these shows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Turkish TV Time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Our IP to Mazar, I guess, our really exciting villain is gone. So who will be the next villain? We don't know. Next episode, we'll be talking about season one, episode nine, and see how Hakan can possibly get himself out of this situation of having <laughs> just murdered his boss. So, former boss. No, his employee. Right. Oh, his employee. You're right. You're right. So it doesn't matter, actually. So it's fine. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys.